podcasting from Pompeii in the Federated States of Micronesia on a rainy night in my mother's living room. This is the Micronesia Podcast. My name is Patrick Pedros, and this is episode number 79. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get into it. Right, starting off on this uh, rainy night in Pompey, I want to talk about this story coming out of Guam, my favorite publication of all time, the Guam Daily Post. You've heard me talk about them before. You know how I absolutely love them. Anyways, stories about a lady who lost her husband on the job working for this company called Benson Guam. And of course, because under Guam law, he died working there on a work-related uh, incident she is entitled to workman's compensation uh, should be at least even insurance but the Guam Daily Post uh, wrote this article about her saying that she didn't receive one cent one dime of of all those things that she was supposed to receive and in fact somebody else was impersonating her and asking the company for the money uh, and it sounds really sad because, I mean, this guy was the only breadwinner and now apparently, according to the story, this lady is uh, on the verge of being evicted and she just needs some help. She denies uh, signing any papers that uh, Benson Guam says she did to hand over the benefits and all that stuff. Anyways, later on, the comments section, uh, somebody claiming to be her son said this was all a lie that they did receive that she did sign and everything and in fact this is just something that uh, the lawyers are trying to cook up to get more money and that the lady is upset because she's been misrepresented and she doesn't know why her face is plastered all, all over the uh, you know newspaper and uh, it, it's just very confusing it's very confusing and uh, I just it, this to me I don't know why this would happen you know in a place like Guam the U.S. colony of Guam. They have every resource available to make sure this lady uh, gets the money that's deserved and also to make sure that, uh, you know, if money or survivor benefits are to be paid out, that there should be some sort of identification in there. So either way, uh, you know, obviously there is some communication problems with the lady. She doesn't speak English that well. Uh, but uh, I just think to me it sounds very fishy. I think that... Uh, you know, this, this this is an issue that it's like almost it shouldn't have even happened because, how you know, I don't know. But that's just me. Let's, let's ask someone else here who might have a different take on this. Uh, my co-host, former co-host, now he's my co-host, and he's also my guest. Well, he's also from the Micronesian News Broadcast. They share this on their broadcast. Uh, you can check it out on themicronesian.com. Yes, uh, thank you for having me on again. Uh, we did also share the story of that lady that you just mentioned earlier. I read the story from the Guam Daily Post, and it's it was kind of strange to be honest. Because, as you said, she she uh, doesn't really speak English that well, and 
throughout the whole entire time she kept on saying that she she denies writing uh, signing any of the papers uh, regarding uh, benefits that were that she was supposed to receive from uh, Benson and whatnot uh, so one of the things that I found interesting was somebody she's she claims that it's probably a relative that's cl that's doing this to her there was one part in the story that said somebody claiming to be her requested $5,000 for a plane ticket for her uh, I'm not sure why it would cost $5,000 and also I also saw that post the guy who said he is the son of that lady said that it was a big lie and that this is just a, a thing going on with the lawyers to to get more money out of it and uh, I'm guessing from the lawyers perspective that would make sense because they need to get paid from this and I read somewhere that in the same story that they that so far six thousand dollars has been paid out to her in benefits but I imagine that wouldn't be enough for more than for more than one or two months of living Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, even if they paid her six thousand, come on, and five thousand. Yeah, right. I know. I mean, a round trip ticket from Guam to uh, Chuk is really, unless they're going somewhere else. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's, I mean, it just doesn't sound. It sounds really fishy. It sounds very. It sounds like it shouldn't have even happened. I mean, they they should have uh, people there. I mean, translators. I mean, there's there's. I think there's a ton of. Of people in in Guam who speak both Chukis and, and, and uh, English that could have helped this lady. What do you think? Well, I read the story, and during the interview for Guam Daily Post, there was a translator present. Um, I also remember from I also remember from the uh, the that post that from the Sun. There was another person who commented after that after the guy who claims to be the son saying that who was the translator and I think that's a good question because either the translator didn't get what she, what she was trying to say correct I'm I'm just guessing this is just a as a this is just a big miscommunication on both parties because as we said earlier this lady doesn't really speak English that well and maybe the translator didn't really understand what was going on so i think this could be all fixed if they just i guess sit down with each other and try to come to terms with what's happened and move on from there yeah and uh you know she's already suffered enough and uh we should just leave her in peace and uh let her get on with her life totally agree but you know, this kind of reminds me, of course, about the another case that's kind of fishy. Do you remember uh, Mr. Elton Masasi, uh, June? Yes, we also did a, a a video on him as well in one of our previous episodes. So Elton Masasi, he was arrested for a road, road rage incident, and four days after he was, I think it was four days after he was arrested, he died in incarceration. At, was it post six or unit six that's what they called and 
they said it was self-inflicted injuries and I thought it was interesting because the the post six itself has a history of uh, inmates getting hurt real bad or even dying there and as far as we know as even when we reported on the story up until now there has been no uh, further updates on the Elton Masasi case also same thing as this one this lady we're talking about now she took her case to the Guam Police Department I think it was November and they claimed it they ruled it out as a identity theft case and she said she hasn't heard anything back from them yet there it is what's going on seems to me that uh, no one's jumping on these cases and then they they end up uh, coming in like this I mean from what I heard, I spoke with someone in the FSM Association in Guam that says the family of uh, Mr. Masasi is still waiting for the autopsy results. And that's the thing. You know, it's waiting for these um, government agencies who are supposed to do all their work to make sure that the citizens and residents who are there legally and working and all that stuff um, are taken care of. I don't know. It, it just seems kind of fucked up. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think again, Jun? Well, coming back to Elton Masasi's story, yes. the I re, As I remember, there was an autopsy was conducted, but uh, the results of that autopsy have not been released publicly yet. So, on both stories, the authorities are aware. It's just, I guess they're not, they're, they're not even addressing it right now. Maybe they're busy, maybe maybe they aren't, I'm not sure. I don't want to say anything about them. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe they have a really busy uh, workload, and these are just low priority for them. Either way, we hope and pray that the new Consul General, who's been installed there, can do something. I know that they are, you know, they, I don't, you know, they're not there to actually do things for people, but uh, maybe they could uh, look into this for our... Our, our citizens there uh, and uh, just make sure that everybody gets the right uh, the right deal when it comes to stuff like this you know uh, these two cases both dealing with death death uh, I think that's that's pretty that's pretty serious when it comes to that part so uh, you know everybody would expect that in cases where people die that uh, they get the help that's deserved Anyways, that's what I have to say. Anything you want to say, uh, my co-host June from the Micronesian News Broadcast? You want to say something? Okay, hold on. Um, this is just my own personal opinion, but it's funny that uh, these both of these uh, uh, Elsa Masasi and the lady, they're both Chukis. And I remember... I think it was the Guam Daily Post. They wrote a story a couple of months back speaking about how the Micronesians are a problem, specifically the Chukis. So, it's funny. Oh, that's in the past, you know. Everything's uh, moving forward. I just hope that uh, these folks take care of themselves, uh, get, take, get taken care of, that uh, um, justice is served. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right.
Thank you for joining me on the Micronesian Podcast, where I was joined by my co-host, June, from the Micronesian News Broadcast. And we talked about some issues over in Guam concerning Micronesians. Absolutely. We're going to keep on watching, and we're going to keep on sharing. And we'll see you on the next podcast.